We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joe, just talking about, how about the numbers on the three Astros pitchers, uh, Cole, Verlander, and Granke? What a one, two, three, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's a little bit more top-heavy in Verlander and Cole. Granke's been okay. But he's not dominant like the other two are. Um, he just doesn't quite have the stuff that the other two have anymore. So I, I think that, you know, obviously he is probably an easier pitcher to beat than the other two. And they've had real struggles with the four-star to Wade Miley. So, you know, I think everyone's kind of looking forward to that. If it's the Yankees and, and Houston, what happens in that series. But they have pretty good pitching, and they have they have a good bullpen, too, and but I think a key figure in that bullpen is Ryan Presley and how he comes back. How about the idea that you feel the Yankees uh, can now with the problem with Ramon, do you feel the Yankees can get enough out of Severino? Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I have no question. He's got one more start. And um, I'm not quite sure how many pitches he threw the other day, 75, 80 or so. You know, they can get him up to 90 or 100. I, I, I think that I think Seve's actually in a good place because you know, Seve's history has been he's unbelievable the first half, and at times he's worn down a little bit in the second half. But you're getting the first half guy, and I think he's going to be strong, and I think he's going to be really effective. Paxson's either really good or really bad. There's not a lot in between mm-hmm. with him. How about him? He's been really good lately. He's been on quite a roll. Um, I think he's won 10 starts in a roll, and, he, and he's pitched really well. So I feel really. I would feel really good about him because I think he has the ability to dominate a team. The only issue is when you look at Houston, they're fairly yeah, right-handed. Well, very right-handed, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. But you take one huge bat out of that, and that's Jordani Alvarez, in a sense. Um, lefties don't scare him, but I'd much rather have him facing a right-hander than a left-hander, and Brantley, for that matter. I mean, Brantley's going to get his hit but they're not quite as productive and they're not the bigger hits, you know, the doubles and the home runs off the lefties compared to right. Are you surprised what happened to the Cubs, what the Cardinals did, the way the Brewers have come on? Are you surprised what happened to the Cubs? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not sure which one I'm more surprised by because when you look at, at the Brewers and the issues that they had with their starting pitching and they go get a guy from Pittsburgh, that's really scuffling Jordan Lyles and he's been outstanding. And then they had to revamp their bullpen because of some guys that were scuffling and Jefferson wasn't getting done, so they got rid of him. And you use, you lose Yelich, and they haven't missed a beat. Now, their schedule has been pretty favorable as of late. It could get a little bit interesting here um, as they face the Reds, and they're going to get Gray and Castillo, but they're in such a good spot. And I am surprised with what happened to the Cubs. Um, you know, they could have won all four of those games and didn't win one of them. And at Wrigley, that really surprises me. There's been a thought, a prevailing thought, uh, a lot of the year that Washington might be a threat because of the what they can do on the mound, and really also because they're a different team this year, and you know they've had different guys step up in the way they play this year and everything else. Do you like Washington as a threat in, in, in the National League? 
I do. Um, you know, the, the concern is going to be the bullpen, but I think the bullpen has gotten better with putting Hudson back there and Doolittle seems to be throwing the ball better since he's come back. And, and you know, I think their bullpen is better than what they had. Um, I like their big three starters. I like their offense. And especially when you start talking about the first five or six guys and how they are able to create runs. Trey Turner's playing unbelievable. And you put Rendon and Soto in there and what Eaton does, how he grinds out at bat. You know, Eaton to me is a lot like Gardy. He's a pest. And he's going to make you work for everything that you uh, get as a pitcher. So I I like him offensively. I like him defensively. I like their starting pitching. My concern is their bullpen. But is there a team in the National League that you absolutely love their bullpen? No. And how about the Cardinals, the the way they've played down a stretch? You like what you see from the Cardinals? I, I do. I, I like their rotation. Their bullpen has been pretty good. I mean, it's it's probably been the best bullpen in the second half in the National League. Their pitching has been outstanding in the second half. They haven't hit as much as I thought they would. Um, so offensively, I don't know how much they'll be challenged when they face good pitchers, but I do like what I've seen. Dodgers have been on cruise control for three months. Does that concern you at all? No, it, it, it doesn't. Um, they... You know, they've been on cruise control, but they're winning games. And, and they're still playing hard. Um, I can go back to a game. I saw Bellinger beat out an infield hit in Chile. They're still playing the game the right way. What concerns me is the back end of their bullpen uh, and how they're going to get it done. And if you overexpose that bullpen, I think it's in trouble. Um, let me get the bullpen for a second. Uh, this is... Basically, I'm thinking of the Mets when I ask this question, but let me ask it this way. If I'm going to go into the season and I want to rebuild a bullpen, I don't want to go give – I want to rebuild it. Do you, do you have a philosophy for rebuilding a bullpen? Would you rather it be about first finding that one guy to anchor the pen, or is it more about getting a handful of arms that are complementary? What is the formula – from scratch that you would use to build a bullpen? Well, you know, it, it really depends what you have. Um, I think the Mets have complementary pieces. I, I, I like what Lugo does. I would make him a starter. Now, you disagree? Um, I really like what he does in the bullpen because he's that multiple inning guy, and that guy is so important. I mean, so, so important. And, and I would question how many innings that you could get out of him what I don't like is he's not durable day after day. That's the only thing I don't like about him is that you got to worry about how you use him. But if you have two guys like that, that that you're able to do that, it's a real luxury for manager. And I think multiple inning guys are really important for a bullpen. So I think I'd start with a few of those guys, the multiple inning guys that shut down lefties and righties. So the the Yankees have a number of them, but that are able to shut down left-handers and right-handers and then you find that, that closer. Because I think the hardest games to lose are the ones that you lose late. I, I always feel like it felt like a loss and a half. Um, and sometimes you, it takes you a couple of days to recover. So uh, I, I, I think I want those two or three guys that can give me multiple innings that are effective against left-handers and right-handers. How big a loss is Batances or in this bullpen not that big a loss? Um, I think it's a loss. Um you know, I don't think it would be as devastating as for some other clubs just because the Yankees have so many arms down there. But, you know, I look at the Yankees' bullpen like I look at the 
you know, everyone's so excited about the Houston starters. You're talking about six innings, right? The Houston starters give you six or seven. That Yankees bullpen can give you six or seven on a pretty regular basis. So it's just a flip-flop. So if you get four good innings four out of the good. starters. Hey, after the fifth inning, you, listen, it's how you did it too. Fifth yeah. inning, if the starter blinks, he's gone. He's, yeah, so to me, um, you know, I, I just love what that Yankees bullpen is capable of doing. I mean, that's how you go in those games, right? By the fifth yeah. inning, you're looking for any weakness, right? If you see a weakness, you're going to pull them. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I mean, you can go back to how Lou did it in Cincinnati with Myers, Dibble, and Charlton. Yep. You, you can talk about what Joe did in 96. Starters won five innings and you brought Mo in. Absolutely. And, and you mean, had so many guys there. And you had the one, you had the one uh, out guys like Graham Lloyd. You had the specialists. And then you had the guys like Ramiro Mendoza. And then you had, of course, Mariano Jeff setting Nelson. up for Wetland. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Nelson for the yep. right-handers. Yeah. So, to me, that bullpen is so important. And, um, and I think that's why I give the Yankees the advantage over Houston. Does any of the injuries, Hicks, uh, anything, uh, the Oman stuff, does any of the stuff the Yankees have lost, does any of it worry you? It, it all does because I think it plays an important role. You know, I loved what Hicks did in center field and the power that he provided in the, in the on-base percentage and the, you know, the grinding out at bats and that he was a switch hitter. You know, so you start losing outfielders and then you have to put your DH in the outfield, which which is somewhat of a problem, but I'm not sure he would have been the DH if Ernestiano is healthy, but it, it, it does bother me because I think they're thinner, right? And if you have one injury in the playoffs, I'm not sure how you recover from that. You know, if you lose one more outfielder in the playoffs, it's 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 a lot because you start talking about lineups that match up. The Yankees can match Houston in the lineup when it comes to scoring runs. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of teams that can, but they can. But you start losing pieces. You know, and Sanchez is a big loss for me because you don't get that type of production from catchers very often, and that's a huge loss. No question. But I'll tell you, uh, Romine has grown into a pretty solid player. Mm. He really yeah. has. You know, I mean, he's 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 hit lately. He's hit the pen. I mean, he's hit over his last ten games. He's hit over his last twenty games. He's hit over his last thirty games. I mean, he's been consistent. I mean, he's not going to drive the ball out of the ballpark, but he's been a solid hitter over the last you know forty fifty games. Oh, he's he's an excellent player, and he understands his role. And whenever he gets an opportunity, you know, to play more than what you would assume a backup, he has done very well. Whether it was in two thousand and seventeen when Sanchez went down, he played extremely well. And, uh, you know, I pulled for that kid for a long time because I loved what he did behind the plate. It's not so much the numbers that you lose to me, though. It's the mental stress that it puts on a pitcher. So Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine could match up and basically put up the same number in the playoffs if they played in the game. But the mental stress of facing Gary Sanchez, to me, is always a little bit higher because of what he can do and hit the ball in the ballpark and how you have to be so careful every pitch. And maybe you average six pitches to him to maybe where it would be less on Romine. You might challenge him a little bit more. Not that Austin's not capable of putting up big numbers and really doing a job offensively, but it's the mental stress of having to face guy after guy after guy where if I make a mistake, he might hit it in the seat. Look how valuable Gaudy's going to be now. They're going to have to play him every day in center field. Yeah, the guard dog will be out there, but 
when you think about, I'm not sure who they're going to match up against. Um, you know, let's so let's go through the teams that can. All right, let's up. go. Well, first of all, Oakland, Tampa, and Cleveland. It, it's still right there. Oakland's got a game and a half, and then Tampa's got a half on Cleveland. First of all, who do you think survives? Um, I think Oakland survives. Right, and then so, Tampa or Cleveland. I I think Tampa's going to survive. I, I I do just because they got two tough games here, but Cleveland. Is going to, I believe, Chicago, which can be tough. And, and then, then the Nationals. In, and then, the Nationals, then they're in yeah. Washington. In Washington, yep. there's a good chance that Washington is going to be playing for that home field. So it's going to mean something, you know, for Washington. The best thing is if for uh, Cleveland, um, the best thing for Cleveland is if Milwaukee kind of fell off a little bit and Washington had it clinched up. Yep. That sort of thing. But I'm not so sure that that's going to happen. So. Um, I still think it's going to be Oakland and Tampa, but I've been I've been saying that Cleveland is going to fall off, fall off, and they haven't done. And and I think it's the best uh, managing uh, year of his career. What Terry Francona has done with that team is simply amazing. Wow, that's a heck of a compliment for his career. That sure is. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, he's had a great career, uh, but he has I done mean, a great you, job this year, no question. You match that team up on paper with a lot of other teams; they do not match up. But he has found a way to get it out of his bullpen. He's been masterful, and that's um, – I just – I'm amazed that they are where they are. If everyone expects Yankees-Astros, if it doesn't happen, who slips up? Um, I think Oakland wins the series, and I'm not sure who it's going to be against. So you think um, the threat is Oakland? I, I do think the threat is Oakland. Um with Manaya back, I think it gives them viable number one. Fires has thrown the ball pretty well. They have some other starters that are throwing the ball pretty well. I'm infatuated with this Lazardo kid out of the bullpen, and I know he's just a kid and he could implode, but his stuff is electric. And then you got Puck, and Liam Hendricks has been outstanding. And you're not even talking about the stars of their bullpen last year, Trinan and Trevino. What, what, if, what if they got on track, too? I mean, I think it's a dangerous team. And they have beat the Astros, after struggling in the first 10 games, they have taken the last two series, and I think they were four-game series, so they're like 6-2 and two against them. All right, you have taken the team on the run everyone wants to go on. Uh, it, it, it's special when it happens. What did you learn that has to happen in a year where you're going to go and you're going to win 11 games? What's got to happen for you to do that? Um, the ability to come back. When you get behind in games, you have the ability to come back because I think it gives you a sense no matter what the situation is, you're going to win that night, no matter what. And, and, and it teaches the team to be resilient. And in the postseason, you have to be resilient because you're, you're going to run into some unfortunate situations. Maybe a ball takes a bad hop or, or something happens and you end up losing a game, you blow a game. You have to be extremely resilient because it's such a short series. You don't have 50 games to make it up or 30 games to make it up. you got five or seven. But that's a good point. You have to be able to win it all. you got to be able that year to come from behind. Yes, I believe you have to be able to come from behind. And you did that year. I mean, A-Rod had some big hits against Minnesota, yes, uh, against Philadelphia. So, I mean, the hit against Minnesota into the camera well was the biggest hit I thought of the whole postseason. You know that? Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think you have to have some unlikely heroes step up. Right, it just adds to the all the good players that you have. That you have one person, you're like, wow, what a what a series he had. And, and, and for us against Philadelphia, 
It was Damaso Marte. He he was he shut down those left-handed hitters in their lineup, and uh, Howard and, and Ibanez and Utley. He shut them down and had an uh, and we weren't even sure that he was going to make the postseason roster starting October first, and he had a huge series against Philadelphia. All right, what would be worrying you? If anything, about this Yankee team right now, if you're sitting in the manager's chair, what about this team? Is it not having a Hicks? Is it not having a certain guy? Is it something you've seen? I mean, what would be worrying you about this team off the season they've had? Um, not having the depth that they had, but some of the guys' first time of being in a, in a postseason, a, a Paxton, you know, How's he going to react when he gets into this postseason? Um, that that would be something. So if he reacts well early on, I, I don't know if anyone can beat the Yankees. I, I, that's my personal opinion, and maybe because I know the guys in that room so well that I give them an edge. And, and I know that Houston's a great team, but uh, that is a concern for me. And if they had one more injury anywhere, that would really concern me. One one more injury. And in the National League, are the Dodgers ahead above everybody else? I believe so. Um, but I think the Braves have closed the gap. I think the Braves can really give them a run for their money just because offensively they're so much better, but their bullpen's so much better. They have a seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy, and they don't necessarily have to mix and match. And then they have other guys that are pretty good down there. So I think that the Braves have really closed that gap. And even though the Dodgers have won the most games in the National League and people have considered them the favorite the whole time, I believe the Braves have really closed the gap. But part of that depends on Freddie Freeman's elbow and how it responds these next few days. A lot of people thought you would be back in uniform before the season ended. Now, that doesn't happen as much as it used to. Uh, Will you be looking to get back in next year? I sure hope so. Um, that would be my hope, and we'll see what happens. Oh, I expect it to happen. I would. So you are looking forward to go back next year, and I'm sure the phone will be ringing. Did anybody, quietly, without a team, did anybody call you during the season and ask you about availability this year? Uh, no. No? No one called? No. Not one team? No, not one team. Nope. Okay. Okay, that surprises me. That's a, but I think yeah. that's that, I, th- I think the the idea of doing it in season has even become less of a factor than it used to be. I don't think they like to do that anymore as much. You know, as much for a lot of reasons, in, including uh, money. Yeah, that and and you know there are times where it really works out. I mean, think about the Nationals. Yeah, and they were struggling a lot because of injuries. I mean, they didn't have you know the top of their order. Basically, they were missing the whole top four or five hitters, and it's really hard to to win when you're missing four or five of your top hitters, they got them back and they took off. What player surprised you the most this year in the majors? What player's performance, uh, was it Alonzo? Was it, uh, the kid in Cincinnati? Was it somebody else? I mean, what, what player just knocked you over? Like I had no idea this guy in Cincinnati could hit this many home runs. I had no idea Alonzo could hit that many home runs, but I mean, was there one guy that just, you know, knocked you over this year with his performance? I would have to say it's been Pete Alonso. Um, you know, a guy that they weren't sure was even going to make the roster coming out of, of spring training, what he's done, um, how he's done it late in games, and how, Dom, you know, it, from the seventh inning on, how well he's hit, how he's improved defensively. Um, 
I've been I've been really impressed what he's done. And, and Tatis Jr., that's pretty special to watch. You know, unfortunately, he wasn't. We weren't able to watch him on a daily basis because I would have loved to see where this rookie of the year um, ended up between those two. He's a pretty special player. That's that's interesting. Uh, how about Cole? I mean, to me, that was surprising too. I didn't expect that out of Cole. Did you think he'd have that kind of year? Uh, you know, I don't know if I expect him to have this dominant of the year, but I mean, I knew he was really good. I mean, he's had some years that he's been really good. He had some year, a year or so that he struggled with Pittsburgh, but I mean, this guy, this guy is, is pretty special. And you know, what's, I think got, what's way, gotten so good for him? Why has he gotten this dominant? Um, you know, in a lot of ways, I think sometimes they simplify it, you know, where it's fastball, curveball, fastball, you know, and he's, he's able to pitch up in the zone with high octane. Is, is what he's able to do. And, and he threw a lot more sinkers before and he got away from that. So um, I, I think that's what happened. Another guy that's been really impressive to me is Flaherty in St. Louis. What he's done the second half and how he's come on as a young pitcher. You know what, um, you know what people have asked me a lot, Joe, is if baseball will do anything to the ball in the postseason after having a year where the ball was such a, you know, a, the ball was so jacked up, would they, will they modify it in the postseason? They, they won't touch anything, right? They'll leave the ball well, alone, right? Yeah, I, I would be shocked because I think players would react to it in such a, like, you're going to change it now? I mean, why didn't you change it in September or, or August? All of a sudden, we figured out things to do with this baseball as a pitcher to manipulate it the way we want, and now you're going to change it, and we got to figure out how to do it again. I would think that I would be shocked. Was too, were there too many home runs hit in baseball this year? Um, I I think so. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of everyone being able to go opposite field, including pitchers. You know, it used to be safe, and I think what Verlander said about you know you used to have to just miss barrels, but now you have to miss bats. I you know, I don't like the true outcome always. Home run, strike out, or walk. I, I, I just, I, I wish there was more action in the game, and and that's what we've been asking for. And I think with the way the ball is, there's yeah, there's run scored, there's more run scored, and there's more power, but there's even less action. All right, Joe. Thanks. We'll try it next week before the playoffs start. Thanks very much, Joe. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.